Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the WPBuilds.com podcast. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I work for Picture and Word, a small web development agency in the north of England. And I'm joined, as always, by David Wormsley. Good morning, Hello. David. Hello. How are you? Yeah, really good, actually. Um, I've had a very, very interesting week, um, which we're going to find out about in a moment. There's been an awful lot of news going on. And uh, yeah, you sound like you've been having fun this morning with a, a broken laptop. What's going on there? <laughs> oh, yes. I just had to have my screen replaced and they did a great job. I've said this before, actually, I think, you know, about the service out here. When you get computers, they come around to your house and they change stuff. And it's really quite cheap to get a warranty extended. So we've done that. But uh, yeah, the guy's done that. And uh, we've had to get him back because the hinge has just fallen off my my screen so Ooh, no no fun mm -hmm. no fun having a damaged laptop do you have um a system of sort of backups so could you flip from one machine to another or do you have to just wait until that's fixed really well as my wife's um computer but really not set up on it so mm -hmm. for doing this podcast i was thinking about that i was going to jump over but uh, uh dongle's not set up for that so there's always complications isn't there yeah i used to work um on windows machines quite a while ago and on linux mm -hmm. machines quite a lot now mm -hmm. i'm on the mac for all my work and and i i don't know maybe you have maybe people do have two macs but i only have one because they're quite costly mm -hmm. so when my mm -hmm. mac dies i'm done until it's fixed Luckily, there's yeah. an authorised reseller in, in my town um, and he can get it all fixed up really quick. Usually within about 24 hours, I've got it back. But yeah, what, what a fuss, mm -hmm. what a fuss it can be. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So we're on episode 18, like I said, which we have entitled What's So Great About WordCamp? Because both David and I, in the last few months, have been to a WordCamp. Me, only about five days ago, and it was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But before we do that, shall we crack on with the news items? Yes, please. Okay, firstly, this is not really news as such, but I would like to draw attention to David's video on YouTube. We'll put the link in the show notes, if you like, at the bottom <laughs> of, of the post on WPBuilds.com. Um, but David has made a, a, a really interesting video. It's about 15 minutes long, um, and it's all about his process for his business moving forwards. I think it's brilliant because you give <laughs> away so much information that I... I don't know that I would have given away. You're very, you're very giving of it all. Do you want to talk us through it for a minute, or not? Just keep it. Go and send it to the video. <laughs> yeah, go to the video actually. Yeah, because okay. I'm going to go on and on and on for a few videos actually about what I'm up to and expose myself. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really good information in there though, and if you are planning on running a sort of standalone website building business where the client interacts less than. Um, sorry, more than the, your sort of typical agency uh, website mm. build, then go and check it out. It's really interesting. You've got these nice little flow charts and things explaining what the process is and how it works. Mm. I also put and out a video. Oh, go on. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, and your video as well. We didn't know we were doing it at the same time, weren't no, we? No, I, I made a video the other week. Uh, sorry, about the other day. It was yesterday, in fact, mm. uh, about WordPress combined with a tool set um, and... 
um, Beaver Builder and how to make archive pages. It was a real lesson to me about preparing in advance because, mind you, I did take the approach that I'm going to do this and just see how it goes, but it <laughs> it went quite badly. I made lots of mistakes <laughs> along the way and had to pause it loads of times. But it was interesting, you know, the humour of going wrong can be quite engaging, I think, in a way. Some people thought yeah. that that was just quite human and, yeah. I loved it. I, yeah. it, it. I howled at it. And I really liked it because of the fact that, you know, I'd done the same thing, gone through the same process you were showing yeah. and and made the same, you know, errors uh, yeah. repeatedly. So, it's, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe I should do usability testing for toolset and they, yeah. can, they can watch my videos and, and find out what a real person does wrong. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was interesting because Paul Lacey in the, the Beaver Builder Facebook groups, he said he made um, this, he, he spotted some mistakes that he makes. And also he pointed out that, you know, the various shortcomings of the tool set um, loop wizard mm. and the fact that you've got to, if you want to alter it in any way, you've got to, you can't save anything until you've actually amended it so you've got to put in a space and then delete that space and then you can save it things like mm -hmm. that anyway go and check it out if you want to um, combine tool set with um, with beaver builder which is a very powerful combination actually okay the news um, I don't know how to talk about this so I'll just say it uh, security have been bought out by GoDaddy GoDaddy I think it's fair to say had an interesting past they seem to be on the straight and narrow now um, they sent quite a lot of people to um, the WordCamp in London, which I've just been to, but they have bought Securi, and that obviously raises interesting concerns for some people. Uh, personally, mm. it doesn't really bother me because I don't use GoDaddy or Securi in any way, so not really such a big deal for me. Mm. Uh, anything to say on that, David? No, I, I, I'm in two minds about GoDaddy. I mean, I think it's great that um, they're using Beaver Builder um, mm. as their builder, and that's great for us who are Beaver Builder fans. But, you know, I do – there's one plugin that I really liked as theirs, which uh, is a free one on the repository, which allows you to test the plugin load of your plugins. Right. And uh, I love it, uh, but it's broken, and uh, they haven't fixed it for a long time. And I just think, oh, you know, I, I'd like to believe that GoDaddy are going forward and changing, but it's little things like that that I see that really make me worry. Sort of worry you, yeah. The mm. the, the blog post, which comes directly from Securi, uh, says that there will be absolutely no change to any customer interactions. You know, basically the product's going to be the same. There's no changes to customers. In fact, it says, uh, and I'll quote, there are no changes to our customers. They will continue to get the service they expect and will continue to be uh, and they will continue to be security customers. So maybe it's a sort of mm. subsidiary of uh, GoDaddy. I don't know. Uh, mm. Anyway, that's that's the first bit of news. The second bit of news is that Toolset, the plugin that we were just mentioning that I did the screencast mm. about, um, have released on the 21st of March, so two days ago, um, Toolset-based themes. Now, it's, quite, it's, it's sort of hard to get your head around it, but essentially, if you pay um, an increased license fee, and they're quite hefty, I think they're about $600 and mm. going up to sort of $900 for different levels, you can build themes and then sell them as themes with all the tool set functionality built in. Your end user will purchase the theme. They'll get like an installation um, file or script and they run this and then it will upload all of the, the tool set plugins in the background. So they don't really need to know that tool sets what's doing the heavy lifting. Um, so, for example, you might sell a real estate theme, build that 
theme with all the functionality of you know um, custom post types for houses and um, pricing and all mm. of that kind of stuff then you can package that all up and sell it with the tool set stuff in it so in other words you could sell it 50 times 100 times a thousand times whereas mm. at the moment if you build a website you have to do that per website so you build the website for a client give it to them um you know and that's how it's normally done so it's quite an interesting development um mm. and and i quite like the idea of it i think it is quite costly but obviously if you're not into php and you're not confident with all of that and you wish to create a, a, a business selling themes i think there's there's quite a lot of value in there hmm. Hmm. yeah yes i'm trying to think who the client might be for that if you're really into that sort of theme building you you I don't know. <laughs> I find well, that one hard. Yeah, I guess it might be, you know, you've got a niche. Let's let's take the real estate example again, or estate agents as we call them in the UK. Um, mm. You might literally be looking for selling, you know, WordPress sites to people who don't want to pay an agency to do it and they just want a theme that you install and then most of the functionality for real estate websites is in there already and you can buy mm. it for $100 or whatever. Um, mm. You know, and it could be, a I don't know, a... a place selling cars or, or whatever you know yeah it's, it's yeah, quite yeah. interesting it has a, i think it's got a a potential I, I don't know i think the price might scare some people off but we'll see we'll see yeah my thought on that one is just that how do you handle the support you know if you built your own theme you sell it you know that theme inside out mm. but if something goes wrong uh you have to jump on to tool set yes to, uh, yeah, that's that. That's the the tricky bit for me. Well, Toolset will update the will update their own plugins in the background, mm. so they'll keep they'll keep it always on the latest version. Mm. So maybe that would mitigate some problems. But yes, I see what you mean. You know, at some point something's going to break, and then if you've got five hundred copies out there, um, you're going to have to field five hundred sets of questions because things have gone wrong. You don't. Mm. I think you can disable the updating so that it doesn't automatically do things like that. Um, Mm. Perhaps if anybody from Toolset or somebody that's familiar with this product knows about this and is listening to this, they could let us know. Um, mm. And yeah, and also apparently, I don't know how what kind of magic they're using to do this. Apparently they will automatically generate documentation for you. So if you use a certain feature of, say, views or cred or um, types, yeah. it will uh, it will create um, some documentation automatically which you can then sort of hand over to your client about how to make things work i, I don't know quite how that's going to work but obviously it'd be quite generic and not specific to exactly what you're doing but anyway an interesting mm. thing go check it out if you use toolset um toolset products okay mm. next one is not related to wordpress but it's something that i use which is LastPass or LastPass, depending on where you live in the uk and um, yeah, it's a it's a password manager. It's not just passwords. It, it, it's a manager of sensitive information. And the idea is that in in my use case, I have my um, passwords for different websites locked in it, and I have a Chrome Chrome extension, and it automatically logs me in and things like that. You can put your credit card details, driver's license, and all that. And it, it, what it does is it passes a a blob of information to and from their server to your computer. It's all encrypted before it leaves your device, so they can't get access to it if you forget your master password. But a, a, a fairly severe vulnerability has been um, discovered by a guy called Travis Ormandy, who's on the Zero Project Zero um, with Google. Um, hmm. And essentially, if you've got the binary version of the plugin installed, th there seems to be a, a reasonably critical problem in that it somebody knowing how to exploit this vulnerability can siphon off your passwords which is about the last thing you want now 
my experience with WordPress is not only do they know their stuff, but they're very open about the way that they update things. So my guess is that by the time you listen to this podcast, it'll be updated in some way, shape or form. And mm-hmm. we'll have a we'll have a blog post, a blog post explaining what went wrong. I take the opinion that software breaches like this are absolutely inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, and you shouldn't really berate the company for the, the vulnerability unless it was a real clangor, you know, some basic mm. 101 stuff, but I don't think it will be. I think it'll be just somebody mm. that's discovered some new and novel way of finding mm. a backdoor or what have you. So I'm, I'm happy if they are open with their disclosure and reasonable with that, I'm, I'm happy to keep using them, and, and I pay for their stuff, so um, I, I expect it to work fairly soon. Do you use LastPass? Mm. I do. I use the free version. Yeah. Funny, actually, in this last week, uh, it's not been logging in for me as it normally would do. Hmm. So I had difficulty logging in. I wonder if it's connected at all. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, <clears throat> um, that's no, interesting. Yeah, I've had no no problems with connectivity. Yeah, so, you know, we do put our eggs in one basket. It, it is a single point of failure. You know, if, if somebody does get access mm. to your LastPass um, repository, shall we call it, then mm. the, you are, well, I am massively mm. open to abuse just about everything of any importance is in there so mm. I, I need to know that it's going to work and, and i will be following this one up when the podcast is over and seeing seeing what's been done to mitigate the problem mm. okie dokie next one is now this is really a personal thing uh, at wordpress sorry WordCamp. i met a chap i sat next to him on the contributor day called um alex denning and um, he's really nice guy, very, um, very amiable and thoughtful and giving. He he's one of the co-founders. Well, I, I say founder, I don't know, but he, he is in some way connected with WP Shout, which is a, a fairly popular sort of WordPress development tutorial blog. Um, you can check it out at wpshout.com. They, it's constantly updated. It seems to have been updated literally every couple of days. So there's tons and tons of updated information in there. Looks like they've got a side project, which is called Up and Running WP. And it's um, it's a course um, designed to uh, enable you to be a developer. Um, I confess I don't know a great deal about it, but he pinged me. And he didn't ask me to to advertise it in any way. He just mentioned it, and and I thought it would be quite nice. So if you are the sort of person who would be in need of a course, I think they've got the chops to get this right. I think that their heritage, having read about the their his two co-founders, if you like, who are called Fred and David, um, it looks very much like they've been doing this for years, and they are a trusted and reliable source. For some reason, mm-hmm. there's a timer on the top of this, and it says one day and five hours and 17 seconds left to go. So I don't mm-hmm. know if they're in a sort of limited uh, availability period or if it's just a cheaper price. Anyway, if you're in, if you need a, a develop a course, a course on developing in WordPress, I would um, say worth going and checking it out. And let me know um, if you purchase it how it goes. Mm-hmm. There's um, it won't be in, there'll be no affiliate links or anything, so you can just up and up and running wp.com if you want to go and check that out okay anyway i hope alex um you know get some get something out of that the next Mm. one is that um and i saw this happening again at wordcamp the wordpress theme review process has been disastrous apparently for a very long time with thousands and thousands of tickets um with people submitting their themes to the the wp um dot org repo um, they've slimlined the process and um, put 
put things in place, meaning you can only submit one theme at a time. And if there's more than five problems, they just chuck you off the queue. And I think also they've, um, you know, just applied more man hours to it. And now they're down to approaching 100 themes in the queue, which is way better than, uh, you know, thousands. So yeah. great. That means that if you're submitting themes to WordPress.org, there's a chance that it will be, you know, either approved or denied very, very uh, quickly these days. And so that, that comes no doubt with an awful lot of very, very hard work from a lot of volunteers. So, um, yeah, great, great bit of news mm. all, all going in the right direction. Okie dokie, where are we now? Oh, yes, this is an interesting one. It was an article by Pippin Williams. Now, am I going to say Williams? Is it Williamson or is it Williams? Oh, you've got me now, actually. Me Williamson. Is it Williamson? Think... Pippin Williamson. I mean, he's um, he's a prodigious writer of blog posts. Yeah, I think he's got his own podcast as well. In fact, I know he has, but I've forgotten the name of it. Um, and he produces a lot of very, very... Um, well-known plugins like Easy Digital Download and Affiliate WP and so on. However, having read this article, it looks like they were inundated with support questions to the point where a lot of their um, products were becoming unviable and actually unprofitable, which is a disaster. So he goes through and he talks about um, how he's increased the prices by 50 to 250% and the impact mm. that this has had. The idea being really they wanted more value per client, um, mm. less sales, but less support requests. And it turns out, if you read right through it, which I did to the bottom of the article, um, increasing the prices obviously dropped the, the number of customers, but equally it dropped the number of support tickets. And it seems to be back where it started, you know, so they've they've not had any sort of mm. hit. And it's a real lesson for, you know, premium pricing for a premium product. And so now they've got the support tickets down to really fast. They've made their customers who can cope with the price increase very happy. They've mm. um, removed the people who were buying it. And I guess there would be something about them submitting lots of support tickets. And at the same time, they've improved the quality of their own lives because they've, you know, they're now no longer staying up quite as late um, doing support tickets and being mm. frustrated by them and getting fed up. So that's interesting. Any thoughts on that? No, I find that really interesting. I, I, because I don't use their products on anything, so I'm not really in the loop on it. Usually, when somebody does this, there's a, a big backlash, isn't there? I don't mm. know. If, have you seen anything like that? Well, I think there might have been a backlash, but then he goes on to actually. Um, he even puts in his blog post like um, emails that he's had from people and the discourse mm. that they've gone through and how they've managed to turn that around. So, you know, somebody comes back and says, you know, boy, that's a massive increase in price. And they've explained very carefully why they've done it. And, and in most cases, they seem to have twisted that and made a negative into a positive. Mm. It's interesting, yeah, okay. though, isn't it? Premium pricing um, and getting more value per customer uh, rather than bargain basement and getting a lot of support requests, but more people through the door. Yeah, fascinating. Mm. Um, OK, so the next one is... Well, actually, I'm going to kind of hand this over to you, David, because I read it, but you supplied it to me. And it's all about Google. They've got this new open source image um, algorithm called Gwetzli, I'm going to say. Gwetzli. Yeah, Gwetzli is what I'm going for as well. And really, you've just covered it because that's about as much as we know. It saves... Uh, they've d produced something before Google, but it never really took off. And this is something which is open source. You can get it from GitHub, but I think it takes quite a bit of time to 
optimize your images using it on your computer. So I think this will only be a, a real news story for us when we get a first a WordPress um, plugin that does this stuff for yes. us, I think. Yes. But it does sound really interesting because it looks like it's, did I say 35%? I think that's what the, um, the max max is off, off the size. Seven, no, that's not the right thing. I don't know. Yeah, certainly it axes a huge amount of the data out, but somehow manages to keep the image looking just well, as good as ever before, which yeah. is really interesting. You know, anything that we can do to compress data flying across the internet is a good thing. Speeds up page load time and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. It makes the internet better for everybody. So, yeah, Google are very good with this kind of stuff, aren't they? They can apply massive yeah. amounts of investment and manpower and artificial intelligence to it. And uh, essentially, they're one of the few people that can pull this stuff off in, mm -hmm. in people's spare time, which is great. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, go and have a look at the, the link about that if you're interested in image optimizations. So the next one, I have to say, this um, this comes from Post Status. I, I'm a member of the Post Status Club, and this is uh, an exclusive from them. I, I've never quoted anybody before, so I, I need to make it clear that I didn't come across this piece of news. It was given to me by Brian, I'm going to say Kronzberg, Kronzgaard. Mm. I don't know exactly how to say it. Kronzgaard, I think. Um, and it is to say that WP.com, so WordPress.com, are in a very, very limited way experimenting with allowing people, allowing business customers, so on a $299 a month, uh, a year plan, to uplate, up, upload custom plugins and themes. Now, obviously, mm -hmm. that in the past has been the domain of the .org um, websites, so that potentially is a big development now apparently it's being rolled out to about 10 sites per day so it's very 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 softly softly gently gently mm -hmm. just to see how it works but that that could create a real collision possibly between wordpress.org and wordpress.com i think there's mm -hmm. a possible falling out's the wrong word but there's a possible conflict there isn't there um, mm -hmm. and it kind of makes the .com feel like a like um a hosted .org, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we'll, well see, see how that develops. Yeah, we could move towards a, a point where we start looking at um, .com as the place to go and well, host our clients. Do you know what? I don't have a, If the functionality were the same, and mm. um, I, I wouldn't have any problem with that. I mean, maybe that's literally what it is. Maybe it is a grab for hosting, essentially. Um, we have talked in the past about how Matt Mullenweg does want to make sure that WordPress.com, and I'm guessing .org, WordPress as a whole, should we say, is aligned very competitively with Squarespace, Wix, etc., so that the, the offering is equally appealing. Um, and this is just mm -hmm. one part possibly in that story. You know, if you can yeah. get people on WordPress.com using 40,000 plus plugins to make their sites work better. My guess is that they'll limit the amount to some top quality ones that have got a proven track record. But there you go. Um, yeah, it could be interesting. So yeah, that's a, another piece of news. And um, last one finally is that Eric Ham, the um, the owner of um, Cobalt Apps who make um, the dynamic range of products for Genesis and Beaver Builder. This week, he did launch his support um, service. Uh, it's called Cobalt WP, um, mm. and he's charging three tiers. I think he's got basic members. I think forty nine dollars a year. Premium members at ninety nine dollars a year, and pro members at a hundred dollars a year. I'd be interested to see how this works out because paying for support, mm. generic support, 
I think it's an interesting business model. I hope it works for him. Um, I can see the, the 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 hurdles that he may have to go through, but he has amended his pricing as I hoped he would, so that there is um, a sort of higher offering. And at one hundred ninety nine dollars a year, that that allows him to sort of have some scope for dealing with people on a one to one basis. So good luck with that. I hope it works out. If you're mm-hmm. into that and you need some support, then go and check it out. Right. I believe that was all the news. Boy, that was long. Sorry, that was like <laughs> 20 minutes of news. Sorry, guys. We should probably put that in the show notes. Go to sk- skip to minute 23 if you're fed up of news. Okay. Right. So we're talking about word camps. Yes. Or, or our experience, isn't it? This is really, I guess, for people like us who haven't been to a word camp and uh, maybe want to know what it's all about yeah. and what to prepare for. Well, this sort of comes mm. about because Thursday, the 23rd of March, um, is actually World Day of Making a Podcast <laughs> about Word Camps, um, which is just remarkable. I mean, wow, who would have thought that that could be? So, yeah, expect a load of podcasts about Word Camps. So, yeah, it's about <laughs> me and you having our first go, isn't it, at a Word Camp? Yeah, yeah. And I think our experience is maybe different to a lot of people as well, because uh, we were both fortunate really to know people who were going to the same word camps and i don't know if everybody gets that um i i would have had a very different experience i think if it had just been me showing up and i was just um going by myself i'd got firm commitments from people actually you know in the beaver builder community that we'd meet up and do things together and and so it was it was very nice but yeah I, i think that would be a tough one if I yeah. I know myself, I would probably struggle a little bit to just talk to strangers. Um, yeah. And I'm not very good at introducing topics of conversation. And I'm also not very good at kind of um, ending conversations, you know, and sort of walking <laughs> over to the next person. In other words, I can't sort of, what's it called? Do the room or something, isn't it? You sort of <laughs> kind of go around yeah. the room. I, I am not that person, so I would have struggled. But luckily... I met some people that I knew, and yeah, that's interesting. So it, it could be a bit awkward, although the WordCamp London people... Yeah, we should probably say, I went to WordCamp mm. London um, last weekend, so the middle of March 2017. And Where did you go? I went to Udaipur in North India, which was a beautiful place to go to, yeah. and that was at the end of January, I think the 28th. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, roughly speaking, how many people were in attendance at yours? I think they sold 300 tickets. I think that's what the limit was on right. it. So that's really big, uh, actually, isn't it? It's really big. Mm. We had, I think, there was in excess of 600. And the way mm. it worked is they'd hired the London Metropolitan University and they'd got a big um, auditorium for the main speakers, if you like. Um, mm-hmm. And then they'd got two other rooms. And so there were two, three um, streams. No, what were they called? Tracks, three tracks. Mm. And you could go to uh, on each session. You could go to a very technical one, or a slightly markety one, or a or a I don't know. In other words, it wasn't all just for coders. It was for marketers and people who you know want to promote, understand more about their business or security or whatever. There was something for everyone at every time. Was that the same at yours? Yeah, but there was two tracks on ours, and that was the first thing that confused me because obviously the people who go to these all the time knew about tracks and they talk about it. And I, what's a track? Was the first question I think I asked somebody when I got there, you know. And uh, I, obviously, I worked it out at the end. That, that's what I'm quite interested in. In yours, did was you able to swap your tracks with the timing as such, so you could just move from one track to the other? Yeah, what they did was um, every every slot was the same on every track. So let's say one something began yes. at nine o'clock. 
um, it would it would end at ten, and all uh-huh. the tracks would end at ten, and then there'd be a break of twenty minutes to thirty minutes. So you could shuffle, you could easily get uh, a drink and a chat and make your way to the next one before it began and get a seat, and then it would all begin at the same moment. So it, yeah, there was no problem, and there was no suggestion um, at the beginning that you're on track A, you stay here, you're on, you're staying. It yeah. was all um, the track was really just the name of the room. The room was mm. track A. Yes. So if you if you were going to the next one in track A, you knew that you needed to be in that room. That was that was all there was to it. Um, so yeah, that was easy for me to figure out. I actually <laughs> typical me. In order to try and be a little bit helpful, I created this sort of like online form where you could fill out, you could basically tick boxes and work out which things you wanted to be in at what which times. And quite a few mm-hmm. people came up to me and said that they'd used it and they'd got their little printout so that it was dead easy. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. guess who didn't remember to fill it out? <laughs> me. <laughs> so at the last minute, I printed out the entire schedule and then sort of circled it in red pen. Um, that's that's yeah that's typical me isn't it just yeah be a bit rubbish um so yeah so in terms of being awkward i didn't have any of that and actually my word camp the london one they had kind of great idea some somebody who was there last year thought to themselves wouldn't it be good if there was like um, a help station i'm going to call it that there was a name but basically it's a place to go if you are um if you don't know anybody else and i think the hope was that other people who also didn't know anybody else would congregate there and you would get to know each other. I didn't end up there, but I, I think that's a great idea. In fact, to be honest, um, they'd really thought of everything, and I do mean that, everything, to do with um, including everybody from everywhere. You know, there was um, access for... Um, people who needed a wheelchair, all of the food was taken care of. The food was really nice, but it, did, it didn't matter what kind of diet you were on, that was taken care of. They had a creche, which um, which I think was used by one child, and it, and they said in the sort of final closing remarks that it had cost X, and this one child had <laughs> used up all of the X budget. So it's quite interesting. But, you know, for next time, people will know it's there, and maybe people will come with their children where before they were a bit nervous. Any of that sort of stuff at yours to make it easy for everybody? Yeah, I don't know if there was any of those facilities there, but there was a, a quite a lot of not children, maybe young, very young, on the verge of being teenagers. There were those those kind of um, children there, mm. and uh, it was nice. I mean, it's India, and and actually, this uh, word camp I went to was the first one they'd done in Udaipur, and it was by friends of ours. Um, Puneet from the idea box team or also known as the uh, power pack guys as well if you're in the beaver builder community and they did a, such a fantastic job mm. so it had a really nice uh, probably what you'd expect from india it had a kind of nice family vibe to it so yeah. it, it it you know it seemed right for there to be some kind of really young people there Hmm. I don't really. Well, I've I've never really been to conferences and things, so I wouldn't know what to to compare it to. I I, I would say it felt professional um, hmm. in that it was it was adults. You know, there were a few you know younger people, but I'm sort of saying younger in in the band of kind of eighteen to twenty two. There was quite a lot of that, but but it felt very professional. Um, you know, everything was already was kind of worked out to the to the letter, and um, yeah. So it, maybe family is a is a different thing in India. Yeah. I think yeah. most people would leave their family behind and just come by themselves, what have you. Um, yeah, so interesting. So 
let, let's sort of get into the meat of it, I suppose. Mm. What are the reasons why we like these things? Or, you know, obviously it was the first time. What, what were the things that we took away as as being worthwhile or um, interesting or why did we do it? And I've put the first thing here is to, to meet new people. Um, yeah. yeah, I met I met loads of new people, dozens and dozens of new people, some of it very glancing and cursory. Some of it I spent a long time talking to them. And so that was a big thing for me. I've come away from it thinking, yeah, that was a, that was a very significant part of it. I've got some new names, new people to talk to on Facebook or in Twitter or maybe even by, via Skype. So that was a, a big thing for me. Mm. Yeah, for me, I met uh, one of the, the people that I spoke to was another. Well, I was speaking. I, I didn't mention this one. Uh, this the one that I went to. So, uh, so I had that to think about uh, during the day. But it was early on, so I could relax. But uh, I met uh, the speaker was on before me, and she was doing a tour of word camps and she was really fascinating because she obviously knew how they'd all work but she'd done a load of them in 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 asia so she'd moved i think from thailand to india and she was going all over the place and uh (laughs) she really knew them but i suddenly thought gosh it's so sensible for her as a traveler because there's such great value yes um she goes there she gets fed for the day yes (laughs) um, yeah, there was two meals there, two significant meals. And as a speaker, she got one the, the night before and uh, and an after party as well. So you're really taken care of quite well. Yeah, the value is without question. The, the tickets for the London one began at £30. Um, mm. That was the cheapest tier. But um, then they went up to 60 But the, the real value of the ticket, we were told at the beginning, was £179, I think. Um, so in, essentially, you're getting it for free, almost. And there was lots of food. There was a, a several free drinks. The accommodation was great uh, and so on. So, yeah, I I get what you mean. What they tried to tell us was, look, you know, the reason this happens, the reason this can happen at this price point is because of the sponsors. And there was lots of sponsors there from all the usual suspects. Um, And we were encouraged to go and talk to them and make it clear to them that that, that the value of them being there was was worth it. You know, um, and, and it was there was in the in the areas where the sponsors were gathered, there was a lot of chit chat and people talking to the sponsors at all times. So I think they, all of those companies, will have left thinking, "Yeah, we, we weren't left twiddling our thumbs. We got a lot of value out of that." Yeah. So okay, meeting new people is is a thing. Yeah. Um, I think this is quite a thing. It's not new people, but meeting people that you um, have met in the in cyberspace, if you know what I mean, on online, yeah. on Skype, in Twitter, on some sort of Facebook group, meeting them in the real world in a way that you, you never have before. I think that, yes. that was a huge thing for me. Yes, and I think if you... I, th- I really would ease the way for anybody, I think, going for the first time. I I don't think I would have been a bit too scared to go to a... Probably the reason why I haven't gone to one so far is because I, I wasn't part of a community, so I didn't know anybody was likely to go to a WordCamp. And even this one, you know, where I did know people there... Um, you know, I was pleased to have my wife with me. Ah, uh, yes. Kind of going to, yeah. yeah. I am. Um, it was very strange. I've got a friend, um, an online friend called Wendy, and uh, I'm going to be sending her some Beaver Builder stickers and uh, some Cadbury's flakes. Oddly, she, uh, <laughs> she wants those. So, Wendy, they will come in the post at some point. Um, I saw her, and she saw me on the opening of the Contributor Day, which was the Friday, and I found it really weird to see her like 
actually see her and hear her voice. Yeah. Not really weird, but, you know, it was very unusual. Like, oh, there you are. You're normally in a box in my room coming out of a screen. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was brilliant. It was really nice to see people. I met, um, for the first time in the real world, real world Doug, Doug Bellchamber, yes. who we had on the podcast. I met Paul Lacey. I met Mark Fouet um, and uh, Hughes. Adouard, yes. I'm going to say his name is Adouard. I've forgotten how to mm. pronounce this surname. So, yeah, loads. Of, oh, and um, um, Diane uh, Louise Laidlaw, met her as well. Yes. It was all all really interesting. You know, we went and had drinks and chatted, and, and it was nice to sort of cement those uh, online relationships and make it real and put a name to a face and really get to know them. It was lovely. I know. I'm so jealous. Yeah. I really, all of those people are people that I just love to spend time with. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it is good going with some swag though. I mean, swag. The Beaver Builder yes. guys, Justin <laughs> posted me some Beaver Builder stickers. And then oddly, about a week later, he posted me some more. I wonder if he forgot that he posted them. So I had, I had about 30 and I gave them all out and took photos and posted them. And I think you probably saw those photos. Yes, I did. And then, then, then completely lost them. Lost all the stickers, only to discover on the train on the way home that they were actually in a pocket in my jacket that I never use, ever. And I can only put it down to the fun from the bar that I put these things away in an odd place. And so I think there might have been a few people that I should have given stickers to. Uh, and if I didn't, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, do you feel he was buying love with these stickers? That's it, you see. I was. Uh, yeah, that's what Hughes wrote in, on Facebook. He wrote, I'm only, I'm only hanging out with Nathan Wrigley because he's got stickers. As soon as he's run out, I'm going to drop him. It's like, oh, oh, cheeky. Very cheeky. But for also, that was that was the nice thing as well, is that, I got to see the, not only did I get to see them and understand them a little bit more, but there was quite a lot of humour going on. It was really mm -hmm. nice. You know, he's really cheeky, actually, <laughs> which I like, which aligns very well with my sort of sense of humour and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. OK. So friends, meeting friends and seeing them. Yeah, and, well, that's a good thing. OK. Point number three I've got here is to actually give back in some way to the to the WordPress open source project. Now, my guess is that mm. most people who don't go to a contrib day, did you have a contrib day at yours? No, there no. wasn't one. Well, I was quite surprised, having never done one before. There were obviously a lot of people who are, in inverted commas, senior within the WordPress establishment. Now, I don't know if that means that they are paid in some way for what they do or, um, or what have you, but a lot of them had been flown in. And on the contributor day, these are the people who have the keys to the kingdom, you know. So in my example, I sat down in the documentation team and we were we were given um, by um, by people who have access, you know, access to the, the WordPress documentation. So we needed I guess they need people there who can do these things. And so people have flown in from all over Europe and North America and, um, you know, Asia, Singapore and so on. So that was really interesting you know there's yeah. there's clearly a bit of money being put into it somehow somewhere maybe that's part of the 79,000 pound price tag is is those flights or maybe those tickets are paid for by the companies that they work work for so a lot of people seem to be coming from human made if i said that right is it human made yes yes that's a right a lot of the people there were were working for them so perhaps they view that as part of their responsibility as custodians of WordPress, that they pay for their staff to come and contribute. I don't know how that works. That would be something I'd like to find out in the future. But yeah. we had a day where you could pick a various a channel for a morning or an afternoon or both or however long you wanted. 
There were things like um, polyglots, so that's translating WordPress. There were things mm -hmm. like authorizing um, themes, uh, documentation, working on core. Uh, I've forgotten what the other ones were, but there was about eight. And essentially, we split off into wow. teams, got to know each other, helped out where we could for the period of time that we had. Um, and then there was a wrap up at the end of the day where it was all where everybody explained the team lead, explained what had happened and how successful they'd been. And it was great. It was nice to give something back. So that was yeah. good. Um, yeah, that, I was interested in that because I, I would have been quite nervous to go on and do something like that. What did you what did you actually contribute? So in my case, I went to work on the documentation and really it was a bit of a 101 for me. I had to sort of work mm. out where the where the holes were. And it just turned out that I found a couple of pages in the WordPress documentation on make.wordpress.org that, that were, there were just gaps. Um, but I, I oh. now have access to all that for, forevermore um, because they don't mm. just give you it for that period of time. I think basically because you showed up um and made an effort they i guess the assumption is you know they're not going they're not here to jeopardize anything so in the future i'm going to be i'm going to make that part of my responsibility every month maybe i'll spend half an hour or an hour just mm -hmm. looking at the documentation and fiddling with it and in some cases it's literally just the grammar's wrong um mm. or that's clearly out of date so one thing i spotted was that there was i found a page on two factor authentication and the first recommendation was clef um, right. And obviously, Clef is going out of business yeah. in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. So I, you know, I went in and deleted that, and then I found a few areas where the page literally had no content, and so wrote a little bit of content. But it was just first little steps for me. And if I go again, which I will, I will, I will sit down and get to work right away, and I won't have to figure anything out. Um, <laughs> which is, yeah, it was brilliant. It was really, really, really interesting. And there were people from all over, you know, so opposite me was a, a guy who was, and to my left actually, were two people, and they were clearly um, able to code, you know, that they, they wrote plugins and could do all of that stuff. And so you kind of thought that they would probably find themselves fiddling with core, but no, they were mm -hmm. doing the documentation. So it was, it was nice. It was a real mix of people. And that's actually where I sat next to Alex, who mm. I mentioned earlier, uh, WP Shout. Mm. Yeah, he was sat next to me during that. So that's how we got to speak to each other. So there you go. Um, contributing, giving something back. My guess is that if yours was a smaller word camp, Udaipur, that that the reason you don't have the contrib day is because you don't get that mass of people with all those mm. authorizations turning up. Mm. Yeah. Who kind of need did you to have, be there. Um, did you have happiness engineers from... Um, from uh, from uh, WordPress themselves there. What's that? Oh, okay. We had a few. They were happiness engineers. That's what they call the folks who work <laughs> for WordPress, I think, and, and deal with kind of support issues. And yeah. so there was a few of those. So, I, I, was, I was intrigued by the name, actually, so I was asking them why they were. Somebody did a, a, a talk on it, talked about support, and, and they were from WordPress, and they were happiness engineer, but they, they really never got to the bottom. They just thought it was a nice name. Yeah. Well, we, support. We, support was one of the things that you could contribute to on the contrib, on uh, contrib day. I didn't, but that was I'd forgotten that was one of them. Um, uh, but the, the people who were volunteers, they had local host written on the back of their shirt, which I thought was quite mm. good. Um, but no, I didn't, I didn't kind of get the feeling that, that there was any body. Are you talking about automatic when you say WordPress? Yes, yes, I am um, saying that. <laughs> no, I didn't get the feeling that there was any representation from automatic. I could be wrong. Oh. It kind of felt to me like human made were 
automatic on at this event. You know, they felt mm. like the official representation. Now that's complete nonsense, but it just felt like that. They had so many people there uh, who appeared to be leading things. Um, and in fact, Mike Little, who I didn't had never heard of before, but Doug pointed oh. out Mike, Mike Little and said, "Oh, that's Mike Little. I talked to him recently." Um, and it turns out that this fella, this unassuming guy that was mm. over the other side of the room, he was the co-founder of, or he is the co-founder of yes. WordPress, and uh, he works for Human Made now. Oh, as of about six days ago. Oh, so they they appear to be on the op. Yeah. Anyway, so there we mm. go. Contributing back—that's a good reason to do it. Clearly, the reason most people go, I think, and we don't need to talk much about this one, but is to listen to experts talk about expert mm. stuff. Um, <laughs> and that was that was why I went. That was the one of the major reasons. Yeah. Um, and we had talks about security. There was core. There was marketing. There was talks which were just about WordCamp itself and about how um, how to observe the code of conduct. There was a whole range. There must have been about, well, let me think. There was probably about 30 talks in all, and they were all brilliant. There was plenty of time mm. at the end to ask questions. Everybody was well prepared. Nobody that I saw um, gave in to nerves or suffered from it. It, all, it was all very, 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 very well prepared on every, you know, from every speaker. I was mm. deeply impressed. Nobody stood up there and looked uncomfortable. It was amazing, really, and there was some really interesting stuff. The one that, the one that, that I'll take away as being the sort of, the, the one that moved me the most was a lady and I've forgotten her name and she talked about the law in relation to possible impacts from Brexit and the Trump administration oh, and wow. how we might need to I think it was called let's encrypt all the things or encrypt all the things something like that and about how we might need to be a bit more mindful in the future um, about the way that we do security in websites because we might be compelled by law enforcement to surrender information that could be used against individuals so be careful about deleting things and making sure that something isn't stored in a in a way that law enforcement can just come over and say give me that um uh, yeah interesting yeah mm. uh, wow. so what was that experts talking you got anything to yeah add? no i mean i didn't know that they're they're aiming to put more of the talks on on the WordPress TV mm. channel, yeah. So, so we'll be able to catch up on some of those good, good talks. I think more and more in the future. Yeah, I think all of them but one are going to be mm. somebody. One of the speakers, I think, declined uh, for whatever reason. I don't know. They just didn't want their video uh, going oh. on, on the on the <laughs> webs. But uh, yeah, was... all of them will be on. Yeah. That was an option, was it? I didn't know well, that. I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I guess in this case, maybe there's a reason for that. Who knows? And I don't know if it was one that I saw or one that I didn't see, but maybe there was a good yeah. reason. I don't know. But anyway, yes, WordPress TV. They might even be up there already. I'm certainly going to go over and look at one or two again. I found myself unable to take notes because I was just too interested in what was going on. There was a lot of people taking masses of notes. I didn't do any of that, but yeah. Um, mm. Okay, and so listening to experts, very important, very good. Mm. Um, next one, have a party. <laughs> yeah, yes. basically drink beer mm. at the end mm. of the first day and regret it at the beginning of the second day. I'm looking at you, <laughs> dog. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, just hang out, meet people, have a nice time and uh, just talk about stuff related to what we do. There must Was there a party at yours, surely? 
Uh, well, there was, there was, I didn't get to make it because I was a bit ill. So, oh. yeah, I just got through the day, but yes, there was an, uh, there was, it was a one day event you see with mindset. So there was an, uh, a okay. party after that. Did you, was there an official one? That, well, essentially when, um, when the first day was over, when the speakers were over at about mm. half five, everybody went down to the bar, you got, um, you know, bought some drinks and then at about seven thirty, mm. everybody went back up into where the main auditorium was and they turned it into a restaurant, you know, and you could order, you could get your food, free food, sit down and then you got two beer tokens. So then wow. you took those down. So it was all in that one big building, the bar, the conference center, everything was all in that one big building. So it was easy. You didn't have to go anywhere, just up some stairs. Oh which I think probably was quite tricky toward the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But that was great. It was really nice. Let your hair down, you know, have a nice time. There was a band on at the end, but I actually was staying with a friend of mine on the other side of London, so I had to leave mm. Um, mm. reasonably early, so I didn't get to see the band. But, I, yeah, maybe that was a fun thing to stick around for as well. Mm. Um, what's the next one? Oh, yeah, get out of your routine. It's a quite a lonely thing being a web developer, or at least it can be. I'm a, I am work by myself. I hire people sometimes to do other things, mm. but basically it's me. can be quite isolating. Um, and you mm. had some really interesting observations about this. What, what was it you were saying earlier about your change in your personality? Oh, yeah. Well, it's just that I, I feel that I'm quite an introvert. I looked up recently what an introvert was and because it doesn't kind of go with my personality. I'm not that shy or don't appear that shy. But uh, yeah, uh, I realize that people I find draining a little bit. So it puts me off. And I, I imagine that a lot of people, particularly sort of people who do coding, are probably very similar. I noticed my personality had changed the more I got into doing studying and being on my own and in my own thoughts and stuff. So yeah, that was just our conversation. Well, I think we're similar, aren't we, on this? And I think normally this would be quite tricky going to a word camp. Um, yeah, I think we've sort of touched on this earlier, haven't we? When I was mm. younger, I was much more extrovert. And as I've mm. as I've embedded in this career of sitting essentially hunched over a computer for many hours a day, I've definitely become more um, mm. dis no, dismissive. That's the wrong word. More, I don't require human interaction as much as I used mm -hmm. to. It used to be something that I would crave and long to do. And if I knew that my friends were going out, I would feel incredible, um, an incredible desire to be there and be a part mm -hmm. of it. Whereas now, if usually if somebody's um, um, going out, I'll sort of take it or leave it and judge it entirely on the merits of, of the evening itself. You know, um, I've yes. sort of got over that need to go out all the time. But having said that, uh, there are times when I sit here and I think, boy, I really do need to go and meet some people. And so for yeah. that reason alone, it was very good. But I, but I this is interesting. I'm going to reveal something. Mm. I wonder if this fits you as well. I, because of what I do and because of what I talk about and because of what I think about, my conversation, I, I, am, I am limited in what I can talk about. Like I read the <laughs> newspaper um, mm. and I follow the news um, and I've got kids, and so that sort of brings me out of, of it all as well. But I tend to find my conversation always mm. getting around to technology somehow. Mm. And with my friends where I live, I sometimes have to stop myself and say they're not interested. They don't care. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not trying to suggest that my friends would be you know, thinking those things, but um, yeah. I kind of think I've, I'm talking too much. This is something so out of their interest zone. Um, and I stop. Whereas yes. the word camp allowed me the opportunity to just blur. Yes. You know, speak yes. to those things. Keep talking about those things and get really nerdy. 
get the <laughs> get into all that nerdy stuff. So that was good. Is do you have that? Uh, yes, I do. I, I because I'm so passionate about the things I'm interested in and spend a lot of time thinking about them. Yeah. That's all I want to talk about when I. And obviously, I'm attracted to people like that, and I, I find doing small talk uh, a bit tiring. It seems to zap my energy these days. Mm. It didn't used to. Mm. Just love being around people before, but these days they have to be interested in stimulating me in the areas I'm interested in. So, so WordCamp should be ideal. It's just. Uh, what would make me nervous and stop me from going out, I guess, if, you know, this just happened to come along, this one, it was perfect. But I, I think before I would have stopped it because I'm scared of that kind of small chat and not knowing to find somebody who would have similar sort of skills to me. Because WordPress is so big, isn't it? What people do in it and the different types of people it attracts. Yeah, I think so, it's. I think it is entirely possible to have sort of imposter syndrome, isn't it? You know, go in there and there's mm. all the there's all the hard hitters who are doing the the, the you know yeah. the, the the big important updates and the big important announcements and what have you. But what I really what I really enjoyed when it when it was all over is reflecting back. There was n- not even a hint of that. Um, you know, everybody was very even. The people who I might have been in awe of were very willing to talk. Um, there was just no sense of that. It was very, it was very leveling. And I think that's probably one of the things that everybody comes away thinking, you know, it was fine. There was no, no need to feel those insecurities. So yeah, interesting, but just so nice to nerd out. (laughs) (laughs) I read something uh, before about uh, word camps and going, it was uh, an article, I think a couple of articles, in fact, saying pretty much the same thing about, you know, go and be involved, network, don't be a wallflower and all that stuff. And that article actually put me off the idea of going to one because I thought, oh, oh, I was not very good at that. Ah, that's interesting. (laughs) I I could be a wallflower, could I? I could be left on my own. You know, it suddenly put more fears into me. Yeah, go Uh, go to the Friendship Station or whatever it was called. Um, Billion billion uh, Nomad's Corner. Yeah, uh, do you know? Just before we, just before I left, I I was so close to making a T-shirt for myself, which just said, "I will talk to literally anyone," um, and and wearing that. And then I thought better of it. I thought actually that just that's just stupid. I'd look yeah, like you've got beaver builders. Literally, people would avoid me because I was wearing <laughs> wearing the the t shirt that said "Come and talk to me." Anyway, it, it was it was groundless, but it was a thought. So it did it did cross yes, my mind yes. for a moment. Okay, uh, we're getting close to the end. Um, yeah, making new connections. So making connections in an area where you need some help, perhaps you know. Yeah. Um, finding people who have solved the problem that you've got, being um, you know just swapping twitter handles or something so that you've got somebody who you know is able to do the things that you can't do um that that's that's quite useful i talked to a um a couple of guys who who have got a a really neat solution for something that i'm building at the moment so i will definitely be communicating with them in the near future anyway yeah Mm. did you get any of the unwanted attention did you get people who were trying to sort of uh, talk about their businesses were they were they looking for prospects if you like were no, there any of that i no? genuinely didn't but then i am i i am a i kind of cliqued out a bit with the beaver mm. build a lot so we were kind of talking to each other the whole time so that didn't really happen um yeah. but i think all of that commercialization of it was limited to the to the what's it called the, the the section of the room where all the businesses were what's that section called where you know all the what they sponsors the sponsors area oh, right. i think okay. it was you know and the pitches probably were going on in there i wandered over 
I got pitched to a few times, but nothing unreasonable, you know. Mm. But that brings me to other stuff, though. You get free swag, don't you? Yeah, love that. Yeah, stickers, <laughs> T-shirts. Um, I've got some WordPress socks. <laughs> <laughs> really? But yeah, SiteGround were giving away WordPress socks. They were like the, the hot ticket. Um, I think most people wanted the hot, the the nice socks, so I've I haven't got those on yet. They're going to come out very soon, possibly when I'm on su- summer holiday. I'm going to wear the sandal and WordPress sock combination um, to be ridiculed by everybody. Um, what else did I get? I'm looking. I keep turning away from the mic. I got loads of stickers. I got a few little bags. I got some. Yeah. Um, I got a bag from Toolset. Pens. You know, all of that stuff. It's just nice yeah. to have it. And my MacBook is going to be festooned. <laughs> uh, very soon with all of that kind of stuff but free stuff you know everybody likes free yeah. stuff um what else have we got great food obviously that was good mm-hmm. um and and i i think that's it that's that's my reasons yeah you know you talked about um children and everything there was a, a couple of really young guys and one of those really <laughs> really took to him because he just came up and he was really polite and he was just asking me i can't remember exactly what it was he was looking for but he wanted to learn certain aspects of wordpress and you could just point him to a few people in fact there was um one of the, the people i thought you should talk to was uh, sujay from uh, the ultimate add-ons for beaver builder but it was so heartwarming to see these really really young guys who must have only been about 12 13 or something who had come along to this event really, uh, you know, full of excitement about the future and, uh, yeah. and getting involved in and uh, making a career out of using WordPress. Yeah. 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 I mean, it is, it's a wonderful resource, isn't it? I'm so glad that they exist. Um, mm. Will you be going to another one? I suppose that's the litmus test of whether it was any good. Would you go to another <laughs> WordCamp? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a definite. It seems, like you said about this person who's traveling around the world doing WordCamp, it would appear that it, it can become quite a habitual thing. Um, there was quite a lot of talk amongst the people as it was drawing to a close about are you going to WordPress uh, Europe, which is in Paris, not that long away. Mm-hmm. And quite a lot of people were. I think I'm going to probably do one or two in the UK um, mm. Until I found my feet a little bit more and worked out worked it all out, I shan't be going on a plane anywhere for a word camp just yet. But I'll definitely be going to more because it was so mm. cool. Um, yeah, really, really interesting, and, and I'm so glad that I did it, and so glad that I met all of you guys. If you were there, thanks for saying mm. hello to me and all of that sort of stuff. So yeah, um, yeah, this is officially Word World World Day. Ugh, start again. <laughs> world Day of making a podcast about word camps. I mean, <laughs> who knew? But it is. Yeah. And um and this has been mm. episode what are we on? Episode 18 of the mm. WP yeah. Builds podcast. Is there anything that you want to say um before we go? We we're, tr- no. we're trying to speak a little bit more about ourselves and where our URLs are and stuff, aren't we? Mm, we're trying yeah you know what at the end there that's really maybe the big thing about this the advantages i think you come away from being in going to a word camp feeling that you are a part of something bigger which is you know that's something i i guess i took away from being with all of those word camp people Mm. you know i felt connected to it well do you know what i'm not going to do any better than that am i so i think that is the point that we should stop you've summed it up perfectly i've waffled on for nearly 56 (laughs) minutes and in about 
12 seconds, you managed to sum it up much better than <laughs> I did. So, yeah, brilliant. Um, so I am Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, and you are... No. I'm David Wormsey from davidwormsey.com. I'm still going with that one. Yeah. Where you can get articles to your door every year. I like it. You've got a strap line. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. I need a strap line. My strap line's... Oh, my, I need a strap line now. Um, cheesy music coming in. And yeah. I really hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Um, I probably should say it, we're on wpbuilds.com. Um, we are in the Facebook group for Beaver Builder and so on, but it's quite nice if we could push everybody to the wpbuilds.com website and silo the comments there that might be quite nice uh, but we should probably say that stuff at the beginning not at the end because nobody's going to actually listen to this bit david uh so anyway we've waffled on for long enough cheesy music and i'm going to say bye-bye i'm going to say tally ho our british phrase for today good for you tally ho what does that mean <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> bye